Hello, 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 my wonderful friends, and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host, Zoe. This is the podcast where we really get into it all. We talk about perfectionism, FOMO, fear of failure, fear of judgment, self-love, mental health, all those kinds of things. And today, what we're going to be doing is via Instagram, I asked people to send in answers to the question, what is one area of life you'd like to focus on? And so we're going to be going through some people's answers. And the reason why I love this question so, so, so much is because I find that often when you ask someone, what are you working on? Or what goals do you have at the moment? They'll give you a long list of goals or stuff they want to improve in their life, which literally spans across health, fitness, nutrition, mindset, self-love, relationships, like basically everything in life. And listen, it's great to want to work on so many aspects of your life. I'm so here for that. That's super cool. But it is also so overwhelming. And I think many of us find that we are not making progress or we're not growing because we're basically trying to do too many big things at once. And we set these crazy goals across so many areas of life, but it's kind of unsustainable and we basically can't even keep up with ourselves. So that leads us magically to this beautiful question because the idea is to get you thinking about one specific area of life you'd like to start with or you'd like to focus on so that you can set goals in that area and get really intentional because I think by focusing on that one area or maybe a couple of areas rather than trying to do everything all at once, it's way more manageable and you're way more likely to make progress instead of going to extremes and trying to do it all in like a week. So, that's what we're going to do in this episode. Some of the topics which people sent in via Instagram, which I want to focus on. Number one, friendship. A lot of people wrote in that they want to focus on friendships, specifically dealing with fake friends and also how to choose people who enhance your life and health instead of people who drain you. We're also going to talk about tips for anyone who wants to work on self-love, but is also like, hi, what's up? I literally don't know where to start, which is a very valid feeling. So we're going to get really practical on that one. And then we're going to talk about dating and relationships, which is always an area I get kind of nervous to cover. But then I also think it's really good to just talk about it openly, even if I'm not an expert. A few people wrote in saying they wanted to find more courage when it comes to dating. And a couple of people also wrote in saying they wanted to focus on sustaining long-term relationships. So those are some of the stuff, some of the stuff, some of the things we're going to be discussing today. As I've already touched on, and as I always say, probably too much. I probably hammer this home too much. But anyway, it's important. I am not an expert. I am just here chatting through these topics with you guys as if we're having a cup of coffee and talking about life. I will share some stuff which has worked for me, some stuff which hasn't, but obviously don't take anything I say as fact. Not that anyone is going to. I'm probably massively overflattering myself. But anyhow, random Zoe updates. 
So it's basically summer here in London, except here's the kicker. It is not summer. It is September. And I'm so here for it because if you know, you know, I love the hot weather so much. I'm also kind of stressed because of what it means about climate change and it's all very confusing, but let's not go too deep on that. Basically, I'm just loving the weather. I'm loving the heat and it feels like summer even though it's not summer. So I'm a little bit confused, but I'm leaning into the confusion because I'm ultimately confused about something which is good. Other than that, I don't have very many random Zoe updates. James, my boyfriend, is moving to LA tomorrow, which is kind of insane, but I'm just trying to stay positive. And I think I said this last week, just enjoy the time we have together before he goes. When I finish recording, we're going to go to brunch. And I know the brunch place serve acai bowls. So I am so excited. But yeah, those are my random Zoe updates. Not much to report on from this week, but all is well in Zoe world. So we're going to get into the episode now. My usual reminder that if you do enjoy me blabbling away, if you get some value out of this, please do rate the podcast. And if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, queries, ideas, anything, you can reach me at Wonderfully Zoe on TikTok and Instagram, and my website is www.umfreezepod.com. Who is ready for this? I hope you are, because it's going to be fun. We've got some serious business to get into. So, as I said in the intro, the first thing I want to talk about is friendship, and quite a lot of people wrote in saying they want to focus on dealing with eliminating fake friends from their life. This is such a hard one because I think when it comes to fake friends, there are almost two separate things. There's something around having your blinkers on to avoid making fake friends in the first place. But then there's also something to do with what you should do or how you should handle situations where you are in friendships and they're starting to feel fake and they're just not feeling real or right or whatever. So let's deal with the first thing first, basically having your blinkers on and trying to avoid making fake friends in the first place. Listen, I'm no expert, but my advice here, and I realize this is going to sound kind of ironic, but it's literally to avoid being fake yourself when you meet people. And for anyone who hears this and is like, what? I would never be fake. I'm not saying fake in terms of stabbing someone in the back, bit dramatic. I more mean, and maybe fake isn't even the right word, but we all know that feeling where you meet someone and you're just not fully yourself. Maybe you want to impress them. Maybe you kind of just feel awkward or maybe they're so different to you that you don't really know what they're talking about, but you kind of pretend you do and then you run home and Google everything they've said because you literally have no idea. Basically, I think the more you can be yourself and be your authentic self, the less you're gonna end up in relationships where there is a feeling or a sense of fakeness because by being yourself, you are just going to attract people who are there for the real you instead of some version of yourself you're portraying or I don't know you when you're in people-pleasing mode and because of that I think the friendship is going to be based on more realness but having said that 
There are just inevitably situations in life where we end up with friends who we might feel are fake in some way. Maybe they are always asking you to do stuff for them, but when you need them, they're never there. Or maybe they make you feel bad about yourself. Maybe they're competitive, literally whatever it is. The first thing to remember is that it is not your fault. Do not blame yourself, but equally don't let this person walk all over you. So take autonomy back without feeling bad about yourself for it. You haven't done anything wrong to cause this situation. There are just some people we don't vibe with and there's a fake dynamic and that's life and that is okay. I think the main thing is to set boundaries. If you feel like you want to cut someone out from your life, then you do you. But for many people, including me, that's just not my vibe. I find that scary. I hate conflict and I really don't want to upset anyone. So I think boundaries are the best thing here. So I don't know if they, for example, make you feel bad about yourself, see them less. And when you do see them, try and make sure it's in a group setting so you can say hi, catch up, but you're not spending hours one-on-one with this person. Or if maybe there's someone who asks a lot from you and you don't feel it's reciprocated start saying no and again it doesn't have to be this hostile thing just say look I've got a lot going on I can't do it um but I wish you the best and I hope it goes well I know it's sometimes scary to do those things but you have to remember you're not doing anything wrong by setting boundaries to look after yourself your sanity your mental health the problem is with that person it's not with you you're literally just looking after yourself so back yourself on this one okay sticking with the theme of friendship someone else wrote in saying that they wanted to focus on finding people who enhance their life and their health and also just coming to terms with choosing those people over people who drag them down or don't make them feel good about themselves so I think on the point of people dragging you down and not making you feel good it's basically what I just said. You don't necessarily need to totally cut them out, but set boundaries. And if you do have to see those people, mentally prep yourself for it before you see them. If it's like a a group setting or at a party, just have a conversation with yourself and say, look, that person doesn't make you feel good. That's okay. I'm just gonna not let it get to me today. I'm gonna do my best to remember that whatever they make me feel, I know I'm awesome and I'm going to believe that. And then on the point of wanting to find people and focus on people who enhance your life and your health, I love this. I think it's such a good question. My biggest piece of advice for this, and it sounds overly simple, but it is wild how much this has changed my life. Notice how people make you feel. We are not taught to do this in school for some crazy reason, which I can't comprehend because it is so important. But after you hang out with someone, ask yourself, how do I feel having been with that person and having spent time in their company? Do I feel energized? Do I feel inspired? Do I feel confident? Or do I feel kind of depleted or kind of bad about myself? Basically, check in with yourself 
and then pour more attention and more energy into those relationships where you walk away feeling the kind of feelings you want to feel, whether they're new friends, whether they're lifelong friends. I think that by focusing on the people that make you feel good, over time, you're just going to end up building more relationships, which do enhance your life and do make you feel good. The other thing I'd say on this is don't feel shy to suggest to friends that you want to do activities which you feel enhance your life or your health. Not everything has to involve alcohol. So instead of meeting a friend at 9pm for a drink, see if maybe they want to go for a walk or a coffee or go to a workout class or whatever it is. It's really not that radical to suggest something like that. I think we've got this preconception that most people just like drinking and partying in their 20s and it's lame or weird to say, you know, actually, do you want to go for a walk? I think you'd be surprised at how many of your friends are actually up for the more wholesome activities, even if you associate them with doing things like partying and drinking. So don't be shy. If your friend doesn't want to do that, they'll literally just say, no, I can't or like, no, but let's go to the pub or to a bar and that's fine, but definitely suggest it because as I say, so many people are more down for those kind of things than you'd think. I've definitely found that since I've started going out less and staying up less late and drinking less alcohol, that I've been really surprised by how many friends are like, oh, I'd love to do something like a yoga class with you or let's go for a walk. So yeah, just try and not feel shy suggesting those more wholesome activities. I hope that's helpful. Another topic which people, a lot of people wrote in about was self-love. And honestly, and I don't mean this as kind of a cop-out answer, but I think we do need to do a whole episode on this as there is so much here. But what I do want to do is share my top tips for anyone who does want to focus on this. And self-love is something I have thought a lot about because I've personally been on a journey of self-love over the past few years. And as always, what I'd say is here are the things which work for me, but pick and choose depending on what you think is going to work for you because it's such an individual thing and we are all so different. But for me, the most important thing I'd say, and I think this is so often overlooked, is start with self-acceptance because you can't really love something that you don't accept first. And I think one of the reasons why so many people struggle with self-love is to put it bluntly, a lot of people have damaged relationships with themselves and then they're suddenly told, love yourself, love every part of yourself. And that's really hard to do if you come from a place of not having had the best relationship with yourself. So that is why I think it is so important to start with accepting yourself, not denying yourself, not disliking yourself, but simply just accepting yourself and trying not to judge yourself. And I think when you're in that position, self-love comes a lot easier because it's way more natural because you've already accepted yourself. And I think a lot of people will be listening and say, yeah, obviously I accept myself. I am who I am. You know, what, what are you talking about? But really challenge yourself. Do you accept all parts of yourself? Because I know there are some aspects of me which I sometimes get embarrassed about or I sometimes deny and I think all of us can probably do more work on self-acceptance and it can be really powerful. So that's my top tip. That's my first tip. The other thing I'd say, and if you are a long-time listener, 
even though this podcast has only been going for a year, that's kind of crazy, but it's not that long. Anyway, if you are a long time listener within the relatively short amount of time I've had this podcast, so catchy, you will know I love a good face mask, a hot bath, I love meal prep, I love all those things. But self-love goes so far beyond those things. It is about how we speak to ourselves, whether we catch ourselves thinking negative thoughts about ourselves and replace them with positive thoughts, whether we allow ourselves to feel guilt or whether we tell ourselves we shouldn't be feeling guilt for things which just ultimately don't matter, like skipping a workout. It's also about how we look at ourselves in our mirror in our mirror, in the mirror. I don't think we're all sharing a mirror. So the point of this is, yes, do the skincare, do the bubble baths. I will not be stopping with the hot baths, but do remember that that is not a substitute for the inner work which needs to be done if you find yourself in a bad position self-love-wise. I'm also gonna throw in a few more practical tips for anyone who's kind of like, okay, that's great, Zoe, but you've not actually said anything I can do today. So some things, I think affirmations can be really effective, really effective. But here's the thing, you have to feel the affirmation when you're saying it. Even if you're kind of faking the feeling for the sake of the affirmation, just try with whatever ounce of you you can to feel the words because saying it out loud is way less effective without kind of feeling the sensations behind the words. I also think self-love meditations can be amazing. That really has helped me. Another thing I've heard people say works for them, I've never done this, but I love it, is every time you look at yourself in the mirror, just before you're about to pick yourself apart, compliment yourself for one thing and then get away from the mirror. And it doesn't have to be aesthetic. You don't have to compliment yourself for the way you look. You could say, I love that I stayed calm yesterday in that really stressful meeting and I am awesome for that. So before you pick yourself apart, throw in a compliment and just get away from the mirror if you are going to pick yourself apart. For me, one of the other ultimate things I did to improve my relationship with myself was asking myself what I need and then giving it to myself. And obviously there are limits here. If you are on an airplane and you ask yourself what you need and yourself says, I need a hot bath, like that's just not going to happen on the airplane. But what I more mean is if you wake up and you know deep down that you need rest instead of going to the workout you have planned, give yourself the rest. That is true self-love. Or if you get to the end of the day, you've been so busy at work, it's been really stressful and you know deep down what you need is to lie on the sofa in the dark and just chill. Self-love literally means unapologetically giving that to yourself because you know that is what's going to serve you in that moment. And self-love is not about denying ourselves of what we know we need and what's going to serve us. So the final thing I'd say on self-love, I've just remembered this from the lying on the sofa example, is sometimes self-love means doing the very things which society and diet culture specifically demonizes or tells us a quote-unquote bad for us, like skipping a workout or eating quote-unquote unhealthy foods or lying on the sofa or sleeping in. Depending on the position you're in, 
Self-love might mean leaning into those things and accepting that that's what you need. And that is so okay. So it can feel weird to do things out of self-love, which we're told by society aren't good for us. But sometimes it is exactly those things we need. And as I say, to do them unapologetically. So the next topic we're going to dive into is dating and relationships. Because a lot of people wrote in saying this was an area of their life they wanted to work on, which kind of surprised me for about five seconds. And then I stopped and I thought about it after those five seconds. And it didn't really surprise me anymore because it is a fundamental pillar of life for everyone, if not most people. It's a really broad topic. So we're going to go into some of the subtopics, which people specifically wrote in about. But one thing I do think is helpful to everyone on this topic, and I've said it before, is there is no right or wrong when it comes to dating or relationships in your 20s or whenever. So don't judge yourself whatever your situation is, whether you've been in a long-term relationship since you were 15 or whether you've never dated anyone, whether you've never had a long-term relationship or whether you just you just don't even find dating fun. Stop judging yourself. If it is an area of life you want to focus on, make sure it's for you and not because you're judging yourself and you're worried that other people are judging you. So that that's my number one top tip for dating and relationships. One of the subtopics someone wrote in about was finding the courage to go on dates. What I would say to this, and by the way, I am assuming here that you're not doing anything dangerous by going on dates. So hopefully, you know, the person you're going on dates with isn't insane or gonna put you in harm's way. So I'm more talking about if the courage is just because you feel self-conscious or whatever. Remember, you literally have nothing to lose. If it goes well, that is amazing. If it doesn't go well, that is so fine. You don't have to fall in love with everyone you go on a date with. And if the date is awkward, it just doesn't matter. Like literally, it doesn't matter. All it means is that that person is not your person. And that is so fine. You're probably just going to have to go on some awkward dates to find the right people who you vibe with. And it's totally normal to be nervous before a date. Nerves mean you care about something and that's a good thing. So try and embrace the nerves, feel them, but don't let them stop you. What I do whenever I'm nervous, and obviously not in dating because I have a long-term boyfriend, but I try and tell myself it's just excitement because apparently it's the same physiological reaction. If any scientist is listening and is like, that is categorically untrue, I do apologize, but I have read that somewhere. So whenever I'm nervous, I try and tell myself, great, I'm excited for this and it's gonna be so much fun. The other thing I'd say for dating is hype yourself up. Remember that you're freaking awesome and anyone who gets to go on a date with you is actually just a really lucky person and talk to your friends. Be open with them and tell them you wanna go on a date but you're nervous because they hopefully will support you or maybe go on a double date with you or just be there for you. It's such a normal thing to be nervous about So don't feel like you can't open up to your friends because they'll probably be able to relate even if they look like 
they've got it all down and they have this epic dating life. That's the other thing. Don't compare your dating life to other people's because number one, you never know what's going on. And number two, we all have different preferences. Some people love going on dates with multiple people at one point. Some people find that overwhelming. Like whatever it is, find what works for you and don't compare yourself because as I say, we all have such different preferences on this one. The other topic when it comes to relationships, which a couple of people wrote in about was long-term relationships and specifically they felt like they were struggling to maintain long-term relationships. So again, really not an expert here, but I feel like for some people, it might literally just be the case that they have not come across the right person yet or someone they vibe with enough to be in a long-term relationship with. And if that is you, it's really annoying, but equally, you just have to trust in divine time, which I realize is easier said than done, but you don't want to end up in a relationship with someone you don't properly vibe with. So I think it's way better to have high standards. I'm a big believer in high standards and to find the right person or people or whatever. But I do also think there will be some instances in which people don't maintain long-term relationships because they're not in the place for a long-term relationship and there is something blocking them. So maybe you lack self-worth and you therefore don't think you're worthy of a relationship or maybe you're scared of getting hurt because you've got hurt in the past if this is you if you feel like something is blocking you even if that's something is subconscious I really encourage you to explore it and I know that can be really scary and you might need the help of a professional or you might need support from friends but be curious as to whether you think there is something going on within you that's blocking you from allowing yourself to be happy in long-term relationships but the bottom line here is that just because you're not in a long-term relationship or you're not sustaining relationships, it's not a reflection on you or your worth whatsoever. You need to believe that because you are awesome in caps locks. Caps locks are to emphasize that you really are awesome. To be honest, there are so many more topics I wanted to cover in this episode, specifically around health and fitness. So I think, my friends, we're going to do a part two next week. I also want to talk a lot more about goal setting and how to make goal setting more approachable, more fun. Do I mean more fun? I don't know if I mean more fun, but I just mean goal setting to increase your likelihood of success. So let's do that next week. Stay tuned for that besties if you've made it this far I'm obsessed with you I love you and as I've already said you're awesome in caps lock if you enjoyed this podcast please do rate it if you want to send thoughts questions feedback ideas it's at wonderfully zoe on instagram and tiktok and my website is www.unfreezepod.com I am sending all the love in the world 